Welcome to the Live to 110 podcast. My name is Wendy Myers, and you can learn more about me at livetoo110.com and check out my healing and detox program, mineralpower.com. Today, we have Dr. Ken Brown on the podcast to talk about his breakthrough supplement called Atrontil. And this is a supplement that is really helpful for bloating, for addressing leaky gut and IBS, of which uh, it's a, an issue that many people suffer from today. A lot of people suffer from digestive issues of various kinds, and four out of five people have been found to be helped with Atrontil. And so I want to have Dr. Ken Brown on the show today to discuss his breakthrough find. But before we get into the podcast, please keep in mind that this podcast is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease or health condition, and it's not a substitute for professional medical advice. The Live to 110 podcast is solely informational in nature, so please consult your healthcare practitioner before engaging in anything that we suggest today on the show. My book, Limitless Energy, is out on Amazon, and it's really the culmination of my work over the past decade and the research that I've done into toxic metals and minerals and the underlying root causes of health issues, including fatigue. And in working with thousands of clients, I found that the number one complaint was fatigue, and I set out to understand why. And in my research, I discovered that toxic metals interfere in our mitochondrial functioning. And our mitochondria uh, make our body's energy, they make our ATP, and certain toxic metals, including arsenic and thallium and tin and aluminum, actually poison enzymes that transport nutrients into our mitochondria. And so that's why many of you guys listening may have been trying mitochondrial supplements in vain and finding they don't work because you're not able to transport those nutrients into the mitochondria for the supplement to work. And so these are the types of topics that we discuss in my book, Limitless Energy, How to End Exhaustion and Chronic Fatigue by Detoxing Toxic Metals. So you can learn more about that on Amazon. Our guest today, Dr. Ken Brown, serves as Atrantil's spokesperson, and he participates actively in new product research and development and ongoing testing of existing products. He is board certified in both gastroenterology and internal medicine, and has been licensed to practice medicine in Texas since 2000. Ken earned his medical degree from the University of Nebraska Medical Center uh, with magna cum laude honors. He completed his residency in internal medicine and fellowship in gastroenterology and hepatology at the University of Texas Health Science Center at San Antonio. Ken is Director of Clinical Research at Digestive Health Associates of Texas, where he served as Principal Investigator for many randomized double-blind studies of gastrointestinal pharmaceutical medications. Ken is a member of the American Medical Association, the American College of Gastroenterology, the American Society for Gastrointestinal Endoscopy, and the American Gastrointestinal Association. <laughs> that one nearly broke my mouth. Okay, he serves on the Practice Management Committee of the American College of Gastroenterology and the Medical Advisory Board of AMSURG, A-M-S-U-R-G. In 2010, 11, and 12, D Magazine named Ken the top gastroenterologist in Collin County, Texas. You can learn more about Dr. Ken Brown at atrantil.com. That's A-T-R-A-N-T-I-L.com. 
Today, we have Dr. Ken Brown on the podcast to talk about his supplement, Atrantil, about how it addresses IBS and bloating and leaky gut. It's a very interesting podcast because a vast majority of people today have issues with digestion, with uh, bloating, uh, various issues in, in their gut, and it's a growing problem. And so Dr. Ken Brown has developed this uh, breakthrough supplement to try to address the ills today that he's seeing in his patients as a practicing gastroenterologist. Ken, thank you so much for coming on the show. Wendy, thank you so much for having me. Wanting to the listeners a little bit about yourself and how you came to do the work that you're doing. Well, my name is Ken Brown. I'm a board certified gastroenterologist in Texas, the Dallas area in Plano, Texas. And I've been doing clinical research for the last 10 years with big pharmaceutical companies. And that's when we actually discovered that uh, we were working with some different researchers and there was this big paradigm shift. There's a disease in my field that affects 20% of the U.S. population called IBS or irritable bowel syndrome. A lot of your listeners have probably been labeled as having that. Well, really cool when I was working with Dr. Mark Pimentel, um, helping him do some research on a drug that is now available called Zyfaxin. And he had all these models where he showed, look, IBS is not something that's in your head and it isn't something that's caused by stress or anything. It's actually because bacteria is growing where it shouldn't be. And that's called bacterial overgrowth. So that was 10 years ago that we started looking at something like this. And this is just like a paradigm shift where we were 30 years ago, where we thought that stress caused ulcers. And then we learned that uh, actually H. pylori, a different type of bacteria can actually cause ulcers. The exact same thing was happening then. And so we said, wow, this is a, a really, really cool opportunity to help 20% of the U.S. population. And uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and that's when I was working with my uh, research manager, uh, Brandy Scott, and she has a very unique background where she was a, a former attorney and a policy writer for senator in Iowa. And she said, you know what? There was a lot of research going on in cattle about trying to decrease bacteria in cattle because they were producing methane. And she had all this information on natural products or basically foods to give cattle to decrease the methane production for the ozone greenhouse effect. And that's where it all started 10 years ago. We went, wow, if we could figure something out that was natural to get rid of the methane and get the bacteria to go back to where it should, then we'd really be onto something. And that's my background. Yeah, a lot of people have digestive issues. I mean, the majority of my client population has digestive issues and so many people are suffering for various reasons. And one of the reasons is leaky gut. Can you tell us exactly what leaky gut is and what causes it? So leaky gut is very funny because if you go into a, to a traditional MD and say leaky gut, then they're going to look at you like you're crazy. A lot of my partners uh, really just stick their head in the sand and they just ignore that aspect of it. But we're now seeing that leaky gut, which is in the medical terms, intestinal permeability, we're saying the same thing. All it means is, is that our bodies are meant to share the world. And you have these what are called tight junctions. So you take in the outside world, goes into your stomach, into your small intestine, and we have these very intricate tight junctions that really allow nutrients to come through, try and block certain things, and then try to determine if something is friend or foe. Well, what leaky gut is, is through a lot of different reasons, diet could be one of them, infections, bacterial overgrowth, 
gluten sensitivity, food sensitivities, it actually causes the cells that are the security guards that are right there to sample the outside world, hand it to another type of cell called a B cell, and those B cells will overreact and produce inflammatory markers. Then what happens is they send out a bunch of soldiers to go out and fight what they think is an attack, and that creates more intestinal permeability. So essentially leaky gut is really anything that allows too much of our body to react to the outside world. Yeah. And I was just in Florida and um, there's a, a, a really, really good doctor that uh, his name is Alessio Fasano, who has done a lot of work in celiac disease. And he had a slide, and I think this is such a beautiful quote. He had a slide of the intestinal barrier. And he said, there's a general rule in biology that the more complex something is, the more important it is. And when you look at this, there is so much going on. Your body wants to make sure that it gets what it needs and keeps what shouldn't be there out. So it's this exquisitely sensitive and delicate barrier. And I think that's one of the reasons why there's so much disease in the world right now is that we don't have good health. All health starts in the gut. Yeah, and there's so many things working against our gut. I mean, we've got chlorine that we're absorbing, and when we take a shower, that kills gut bacteria in the, in the water we're drinking if it's improperly filtered. There's also glyphosate pesticide, which is the number one pesticide that's used. That also kills gut bacteria. So there's so much working against our gut integrity, our gut lining integrity. Um, do you have any comments about that, about glyphosate and other things that kill our gut bacteria and promote gut dysbiosis? <laughs> I just have one comment, which is I've been following your podcast and reading some of your blogs, <laughs> and I'm learning from you on those aspects. My, my particular research is really comes down to that intestinal barrier and what bacteria do to it. So we've, I've blown open doors and I'm learning a lot. So like I've been listening to your podcast, listening to some of your guests and there, that is a whole nother aspect that I'm going to be getting more into about the toxicities and things like that. And people like you, um, you know, educating people like me, I'm, um, I'm a traditionally trained medical doctor, MD, that I think that I am a little out there for my colleagues, just discussing dysbiosis and leaky gut. And, uh, you know, I'm working my way to these things that you're talking about right here, which I'm going to learn more about. So I'm going to leave that you're the mineral and toxicity expert. And so I'm just going to ask you to teach me on stuff like that. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just, uh, it's, it's just simple. Like when you have uh, too much glyphosate in your gut, it kills a lot of good bacteria and then the bad bacteria can overgrow, which is what you study. Um, but there's, uh, there's a lot of different bacteria that can uh, cause bloating. So if you have an overgrowth of, you know, particular bacteria or bad bacteria, so to speak, uh, people can experience bloating when they eat. Can you talk a little about that and what are some of the causes of that? So what I basically tell my patients is that I have a lot of people that will come in, they'll come in for second opinions and they'll say, listen, I was absolutely perfect. And then about five years ago, I went through a really horrific divorce. And ever since then I have been right. Or I went to Mexico and I got Montezuma's revenge and I've never been right since that. And what we've learned is, is that normally your stomach and small intestine should be relatively sterile. In other words, there shouldn't be much bacteria there. Our microbiome um, or our genome within our own genome really should be residing in the colon. And it's extremely important to keep those microbiome healthy. 
But what you don't want is bacteria growing where it shouldn't be, which is the bacterial overgrowth concept. So when somebody goes through a stressful situation or they have an infection or diet affects it, and now I'm going to throw in you know, toxins like you're actually talking about, you essentially shock the intestines. And then you go from this beautiful, clear stream to a little sewer pipe. Then bacteria can start growing. Then whenever you eat, and specifically starches. So when bacteria love starches, when you eat that, the bacteria start to break it down before you can. And then it produces hydrogen gas. When enough hydrogen accumulates, it's the perfect environment for a type of bacteria called an archaeobacter. Basically, these bacteria are very, very primitive. They're in their own kingdom. And our modern antibiotics don't work on them. And so what this archaeobacter does is it absorbs the hydrogen and then through an enzymatic process, it produces methane. Well, methane slows everything down. So basically you have a little sewer pipe and now we've produced methane and it slows it down, allows more bacteria to grow. Then you end up with a bigger sewer pipe and now we've got our chronic situation. So what my patients say is that every time they eat, if they go and they have a little pizza or if they have bread or crackers or anything, they blow up like they're four months pregnant. Mm -hmm. And they were normal five years ago, this all happened. And so that's what causes the bloating. It's the bacteria breaking down the food before you can actually do it. And so you developed a product based on your research called Antrintil. And so what does this do and what, what exactly is in it? Because I'm sure it's going to bring relief to a lot of people that are really not able to uh, broach the subject with their typical gastroenterologist or internist or with the typical supplements that are given by functional medicine doctors. So that's where we were when we were doing the research. And then we realized that if we could come up with something that was natural, that worked in the right area, then we would have the panacea and be able to help a lot of people. So the name is a little difficult to say, and there's a whole story behind that, but it's actually Atrantil, like, ah, my belly's better. I knew I was going to mispronounce it. It's, everyone <laughs> I does. I did a pretty good job. And everybody <laughs> asked me, why'd you name it that? And the, the side note to that is, is that the big pharmaceutical industries they actually pay people to trademark names, both phonetically and visually. And if you want to come up with anything, you literally have to make something up and it can't be anywhere near anything that they do. So we wanted to go with Trantil, like thinking tranquility. And then we realized that our attorneys said, hey, you're going to have to add another letter to it. So I went to A and it became sort of our product. But eventually it'll be normal. Xerox sounded funny at one time. So did uh, <laughs> Nike. So Kleenex, all of the above. Yeah. So, so yeah. How was it discovered? So how did you, how did you come to develop this product? So what we realized is, is that when Brandy had all this research in the cattle industry, they were trying to give different barks to decrease the methane. So we were going through everything and we realized that we needed something to get rid of this archaeobacter. And there's very few things that actually work on both fungus and archaeobacter, which is what we were looking for. So we discovered that um, there was some research that had been done using a product called Cabracho. And that's the thing that nobody's ever heard of before. And what Cabracho is, it comes from the bark of a very, very old tree that has natural defenses against Archaeobacter. So we knew that we were going to have to come up with something to use with uh, the Cabracho. And we realized that if we could augment it and put three ingredients together, then they would work to get rid of the bacteria and then be beneficial for the colon. 
And what I mean by that is we're used, the ingredients that we're using, the conquer tree, the embasalme, and the quebracho, those three things work together and they're all happen to be polyphenols. And polyphenols are the good molecules in the Mediterranean diet. So what the, what the three ingredients work like this. Basically the first one is the embalsame. That's peppermint, but we use the leaf, not the oil because we want the polyphenol component of it. That just slows everything down and allows the other two ingredients to work. I shouldn't say slow, it calms everything down. Then the next ingredient is the cabracho. It's a very large tannin that comes through and it absorbs all that hydrogen and starves the archaeobacter. And it has a natural defense against it. So it kind of weakens the cell wall. The third ingredient is the conquer tree. That one comes through and it works like an antibacterial in the local area. But the important thing that it does is it actually shuts off the enzyme that produces the methane. So the three ingredients work together. It's the calming agent, then it comes in and weakens the archaeobacter, and the third one shuts off the enzyme. All it does is just make it so that these bacteria go back to where they should in the colon. Now, these ingredients are polyphenols, and so they don't absorb readily. When they get to the colon, your own bacteria will actually break it down for beneficial things that you need. And that's what we were seeing this morning, a daily use. We developed it to get rid of the bacteria, but most people that take it then feel overall much better on it. And so they stay on it. So, yeah, well, that brings me to my next question. So what kind of results are, are people getting on it that are suffering from IBS? Because I know a lot of people go to doctor after doctor and they're suffering for years and it really uh, damages their health in many different ways. So when people start Autrintil, uh, what, what kind of results do they see? <laughs> so we have, two, we have two studies which we published when we were actually developing this. One was a randomized uh, placebo-controlled trial. We published that in the Journal of Gastroenterology and Hepatology. And we showed that people had a 75% increase or improvement in their bloating scores up to 91%. So it's truly a bloating product and they had a 40% improvement in their constipation scores. So that was our first study that we did, and as we were developing it, I get a lot of second opinions, and so I get a lot of people that have failed everything. So the study that I'm extremely proud of is the one that we published last year, uh, which is in the World Journal of Gastroenterology and Hepatology. It actually took, we took uh, 26 people that had failed everything, and by that, I mean all pharmaceutical um, options, Miralax, Linzess, I mean all of them, Amatiza, um, probiotics, and some herbal antibiotics. And what we did is we took those people and we did the same study on them where we gave them Atrantil and we had very similar results. We had four out of five people get markedly better. So since we launched, we've been out for a little over a year and a few months. Um, we've treated well over 100,000 people now and we have very similar results. I, I joke around when I tell my patients that I'm very realistic about the expectations. If you don't bloat, your likelihood of getting a whole lot better is a little bit less. But if you do bloat, I can say four out of five people are going to get better. And you're going to continue to really have a, it makes drastic changes in some people's lives. So I almost want to have our slogan, my CEO, I started, a, you know, we actually started a company for this. And I have to joke, I said, why don't we just say that we're a four star product? Because we're not going to help everybody. I'm still doing clinical research. I'm trying to find something that helps more people, but at least this is a good start. It's, we're heading in the right direction. Well, I mean, there's so many different underlying causes of IBS. I mean, definitely not one single product is going to address every, every client or patient because there's so many different underlying causes. 
Yeah, it's it's very interesting. I think that you, with your background, you see that how much diet plays a role. And getting people to accept that a lot of the things that they're doing in their daily life is affecting their <laughs> intestines, which ultimately affects their health, um, accepting some of that. So what we can do is we can get rid of that bacteria in that subset of people that have bacterial overgrowth. The other thing is, is that we're learning a lot as we've been out. I'm gluten uh, sensitive. So anytime I have gluten, it's, it's a bad day. Yeah, I'm sensitive too. I'm very sensitive to gluten. <laughs> so um, what I have found is, is that I can take Atrantil with the food and then I can eat as much gluten. So there's something to that. And we're actually doing some clinical studies to figure out exactly how we're doing that what component of it is doing it. So are we blocking zonulin? Are we blocking gliadin? And there's a lot of interesting stuff out there now. You're gonna see a big push of polyphenols and the leaky gut and intestinal permeability slowly be adapted to traditional medicine. And so, so is Antrintil suited for other patients uh, besides one that just have bloating or can other, other people that have other types of symptoms be helped as well? So my other clinical interest is in inflammatory bowel disease, which, as you know, is an autoimmune disease. And so I have had quite a bit of success just putting people on this. They don't have a whole lot of bloating, but they do have digestive issues, having Crohn's or ulcerative colitis. And we're finding that we can get people really start feeling better. There is some clinical studies out there using different types of polyphenols in this group. For instance, turmeric and um, cacao powder have help some people that have inflammatory bowel disease. So all autoimmune comes down to, in my opinion, comes down to intestinal permeability because it, it revs up your immune system, which is why we see all these people that have two, three different types of autoimmune disease, celiac disease, and they show up and they've got uh, Hashimoto's thyroiditis, and then they develop psoriasis. Well, isn't that, that what Dr. Fasano said is he said you have to have permeability of leaky gut in, as a prerequisite to develop an autoimmune disease. That is certainly his passion, and that's where he's going. Um, I'll take it even one step further. The lecture that he gave, normally he discusses celiac disease, which is an autoimmune GI disease that I have a lot of interest in. I was shocked that he is linking autism and obesity to leaky gut the two biggest epidemics that we actually have. Mm -hmm. Irritable bowel syndrome affects a whole lot of people, but everything being said, we consider it a functional disease, meaning you're not going to die from it, um, but it can make your life miserable. And so I think that's why there's a lot of pharmaceutical money in it. You see Super Bowl commercials trying to treat irritable bowel. But now we're talking about epidemics of obesity and autism being linked to leaky gut. That's super exciting. It's a great space to be in to try and help people. Yeah. And I mean, so, so many health issues are linked to uh, poor gut health. Like you said, you are, you know, the majority of our immune system is we found is in our gut. And so you really have to take care of your gut in every way possible. And, so, but when you go to an, an gastroenterologist or a medical doctor, say one has IBS or they have gut issues or digestive issues, what are the typical, you know, protocols or treatments that they're going to be suggested by their physician? And what are some of the problems that people can run into? Because I know if people have an autoimmune disease, doctors want to give like Humira or other kinds of immune system suppressants. So what are some of the problems with that? Well, I think one of the issues is, is that um, 
I think you'd agree with this, listening to some of your uh, podcasts and reading some of your blogs, that a lot of the research has been driven by big pharma companies. And so we, as physicians, um, have really kind of been told, well, everything needs to be treated with a drug. And so when people go and they go to the doctor and the doctor says, well, I want to start you on this particular medication to treat this particular problem, there's always side effects to this. A great example would be that these different drugs that are out there for irritable bowel syndrome. Well, all of them are out there. They really just treat the constipation in the colon, for instance. So you have Amatiza, you have Linzess, now we have Trulance. What they're there for is to just treat the end problem, not really the source of what's going on. So we treat the symptoms, and each one of those has their own side effect profile. Uh, you can have severe nausea, you can have explosive diarrhea from these kind of things. And then we get out further 10 years into it, and then we realize, oh no, it's not just that, we're causing heart attacks like uh, Vioxx and these different, mm -hmm. uh, these different pharmaceutical agents that um, really can have a lot of side effects. So most people, when they go to a traditional doctor, uh, I think they find that the doctor is really trying to say, okay, you need to take this to get better instead of let's change your lifestyle and see what happens first. And I'm coming full circle. Ever since I've developed this, I'm meeting a lot of people like yourself and I'm learning. And I've, you don't know what you don't know. And then yeah. once you start breaking down these barriers, you go, oh, that makes a lot of sense. I, um, I was just contacted by local news here to give a, um, a little thing on ketogenic diet. And I just saw that you had a podcast on that. And I really had not looked it up. I'm paleo myself. I just because of the gluten thing and I evolved to having more of a paleo type diet. And then I, I taught myself a ton on the ketogenic diet. And then I went to my colleagues. I'm like, hey, I went to a cancer doctor and I said, hey, buddy, do you guys do any protocols using putting people in ketosis when they have cancer? And uh, he was eating a cookie and he just basically said, <laughs> So now that's BS. And I went, huh, okay. I like didn't even, didn't even give it a second thought. Yeah. So the same reporter that was interviewing me went to a cardiologist in my city for a different story. And she had said uh, that um, she'd interviewed me and what were the thoughts on the ketogenic diet being, you know, a fat diet, but we're taught that fat is bad. And I'm saying that, no, you can actually be cardioprotective if you get into it. And the cardiologist basically dismissed it and said, well, that, that's BS. And she texted me and she goes, it was really funny. There was an Almond Joy and a monster on his desk. <laughs> God. Yeah, it's just amazing to me that people are like, you know, physicians obviously very smart. They're going through eight years of medical school. And, uh, but, you know, it's driven by big pharma and the, the sales of medications, largely the education. And it's, it takes a, a special person uh, someone who questions, like myself, who questions authority constantly <laughs> since I was three years old, uh, to question everything that you learn to seek answers outside of the establishment. And so I, I think uh, a lot of physicians can kind of get in a rut and they're, you know, they, they initially start out to want to help people, you know, uh, but I think if people, you know, physicians need to be more open-minded and patients need to be hyper aware when they go to their physician, they're not going to get the whole picture, the whole spectrum of treatment options that are out there. So I have found that with the internet and the ability to really kind of teach yourself a lot of patients, I love it when patients come in informed. I absolutely love it. And they'll say, I've been researching my own disease. I've got this. 
let, you know, let's go ahead and come up with a plan together. That's completely awesome. When I've launched this, I was a little bit shocked that even my own colleagues were a little dismissive of it. The beauty is that the drugs that we have available to treat this are just not very effective. So you have these drugs that got FDA approval and they're 8% better than placebo and they cost $400 a month. Eventually you have to try something like Atrantil because that's not gonna help the 92% of the people that are still struggling. So when we have something that I truly believe after being out that we're, you know, we're helping a lot of people. It's making a big difference and it's growing rapidly. Uh, but the bottom line is I just want people to get better. And that's, that's ultimately what we're trying to do here. You had spoken earlier about the research that you had done with Antrontel. Is there anything else that you wanted to add about the research that you've done or anything that maybe we haven't talked about before about your supplement? So there's just a lot going on with that. Um, we developed it for bacterial overgrowth and we're realizing all these other benefits, which comes down to what I believe is leaky gut. So I've been talking with a lot of researchers around the country. We've been talking to people that are um, PhDs that are doing bench research, but nobody knows what they're really doing because there's nobody really funding it. And we're meeting some incredible people. And we really think that my once this company kind of goes on its own a little bit and I can get back to it, Brandy and I really want to get back, dial it in a little bit more, and really figure out how to tighten that barrier. I think it all comes down to that. Let's fix leaky gut and really make a big difference. I think that IBS affects more people, which is why drug companies go after it like crazy. But I mean, to really change people's lives and all disease is due to inflammation. Inflammation can start in the gut. And we're talking heart disease, Alzheimer's, dementia, all these different things. If we can figure out how to protect the gut or to heal the intestines of people, then a lot of these, the fact that we have more obesity, more chronic diseases than we did 30 years ago, we're doing something wrong. We have more drugs than ever, and yet people are sicker. And fixing that, I think is gonna be my passion in the future. Yeah, and there's something gravely wrong with this picture when you have so many sick people, such a high infant death rate in the United States uh, compared to other developed countries. And uh, we take so many medications, yet we're the, one of the sickest developed nations. And uh, so that leads me to my next question. And I apologize for putting you on the spot beforehand, but what do you think is the most pressing health issue in the world today? Well, I'm very biased and it comes down to this. The most pressing health issue, if we look at just pure numbers, if we look at overall health, if we look at effect on life, in my opinion, anything that actually affects somebody to a degree that um, it alters their life, then we really need to fix that. And maybe it's just because I just came back, but as a parent, if autism, is growing this rapidly, forget the obesity, forget the dying early, forget all that stuff. But when you see your child and it, your child is suffering and everything, because now it was like one in 5,000 in 1985, and now it's one in 88 or even less than that, that is the most pressing issue. It really is because it, it, 
as a parent, you look at that and you just think, okay, protect the kids. If you protect the kids, get them healthy, then that leads to generations of health. So let's figure out what's making these kids sick and do that. The bias, obviously, is I'm a gastroenterologist. Of all you have is a hammer, then everything's a nail. So it comes back down to the intestinal barrier. Let's fix that. Let's get people healthy from the inside out. It was, um, you know, you break an egg from the outside, it dies. You allow it to break from the inside and life comes out and we need to fix the inside. And so where can clients work with you or do you still see patients or what, how do people find you and your supplement? I'm okay. So the, the, yes, I am still a practicing gastroenterologist and um, the, the people can contact me. I, um, I have an actual clinic and so I still see people face to face. I don't do any like Skype or telemedicine or anything yet, but I'm getting a lot of people that are calling up asking to do things like that. And I just, it's a technology thing. I guess I just haven't really figured out what the legal <laughs> implications are of doing stuff yeah. like that. Um, but you can go to atrantil.com. That's A-T-R-A-N-T-I-L.com. And uh, you can see where there's store locators. We are located in a bunch of stores. You can also order off Amazon and off our website. And you can get uh, information there. And Brandy is currently, she quit being my research manager and she answers all the clinical questions. So if you have anything, you can contact her via email and she'll uh, explain some things to you. So, uh, what is her email? Do you know um, it's brandy at kbsresearch.com. Fantastic. Yeah. So if anyone wants to contact uh, 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 Brandy or find where Entrantil is available, uh, you have the website now. And thank you so much, Dr. Brown, for coming on the show. So appreciate your knowledge and your research and bringing this really important supplement to the world. Well, thank you so much. And I appreciate all the work that you're doing. Congratulations on your new book. Thank Limit, you. Limitless Energy, is that yes. right? Yes, yeah, exactly. Well, I'm going to order <laughs> it. I've, uh, I've made the mistake of listening to your podcast when I go on my morning run. Uh -huh. I have, um, I have uh, Amazon Prime one click. And uh, all of a sudden, I'll have things like rapid release show up at my house. And uh, yeah. you did a podcast <laughs> on that. And no, I the rapid release that. is good. That is good. <laughs> That is not a mistake. No, no, no. It is. I just, I find it funny that I, uh, I just, I, it's just easy to order stuff. You can, you can order Atron Teal on Amazon.com. So hopefully somebody will go out for their run and just order it. Just one click it also. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And listeners, if you want to learn more about me, you can go to live to 110.com. You can also learn about my healing and detox program at mineralpower.com. Thank you so much for listening to the live to 110 podcast. Mm -hmm.